Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. Cody Bradley, Thad Bell, David Greenwald, and our new intern, I'm calling her an intern, Keaton Code is here, a new face. You may have heard her on the Keeping Current podcast, which Thad has just stopped doing, apparently. Um, what does that sound? Do you guys hear that? What is that humming? Oh, it might be my garage door, actually. That honestly could be me. Yes, okay, that was Keaton's yeah, my debut. My mom's leaving. I love Keaton's debut onto the Shades of Blue Sorry Soccer Sorry about show. that. That's my Wonderful. garage door. How lovely. I thought That's that a loud garage door. Is it really that loud? I thought I was just going to shame Thad for his phone vibrating or something. Is what no, that that's was. 100%. You might hear my dog bark, too. My house is kind of crazy. Right? Oh, she's a perfect fill-in for Robert. Exactly. What a fun exactly. debut. <laughs> oh, that's funny. This episode... This episode is brought to you by KC Stuntman Actors. Classes now open to master the art of physical drama. Learn how to get shot, take a hit, fall over, just go down. KC Stuntman Actors, you'll get the call, guaranteed. Please go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Find the KC Soccer Journal on YouTube as well. So we're going to talk about the 2-1 to loss to LAFC, the defending champs. But the thing I want to get to, we're just going to do this right off the bat. We're going to talk about the referees. The, uh, the conversation I'm most interested in is a bell I have been ringing on this show for years about the way referees call games in a way that encourages diving. 
And I think this play with Daniel Shallowy, so that was the one thing that Peter Vermees in the press conference, by the way, which there was one question in the press conference. Uh, Daniel Sperry was out, like, hunting down the referees for that whole situation. So there was one question, Thad asked it, uh, Vermees complained about the referees, and then stood up and left, while complaining more about the referees. <laughs> yeah. There really wasn't a whole lot more to ask, but you could have asked another question, Cody. I was, I literally, I sat down and I was tweeting out the recap. And by the time I hit send and looked up, he was standing up and walking away. I didn't, I had no idea what happened there. Okay. And so the referees, the ref last night was not good. The VAR was not good, but we didn't lose because of the refs. Okay, we'll get to that's not the conversation I'm having right now, David. Yes, thank you for I'm just prefacing th- that before we get a bunch of comments about it. Yeah, I the actually refs are not why we lost, but they did suck. I actually think the goal where the PK where we got the goal, I think that was fortunate. I think we were kind of lucky on that one with him hitting it out of bounds. But no, we're gonna get to all of that later. I have said on this show they need to change the way they are calling games. And I think it's funny that this happened with Daniel Shallowy a guy who is kind of notorious for going down. He falls over. He's bragged about it. He's talked to us on this show about that if referees are going to make it something that it works, then they're going to do it. And I don't know, however many years ago, they started in with the yellow cards. The, give a yellow card for diving. That'll fix it. But the, uh, the risk-reward there has clearly not paid out, panned out because diving is still an issue. And if you look at this play that Vermees was upset about that, I think there was a lot of conversation about where he's being dragged down by his arm in the box and stayed on his feet. Someone give Daniel Shallowy credit. He stayed on his feet. That has to be what is going through his mind. He's a guy that, that goes, that has known to maybe fall over easy. And he stayed on his feet, took a touch and got a weak shot off because he was undeniably being fouled. And, if referees are not going to let the play develop and then go back and call the foul, then guys are always going to keep diving. And the reaction to that play was all he had to do was go down and the, and the PK would have been called. And that right there, yes, that is correct. It is. Everyone knows that. And that is a problem. You, we're rewarding players for going down, and that's not good. The way they need to change this is give Daniel that shot and then come back and give the foul as well. And I think I got pushback on that one, and I'm assuming it was from Thad. So, Thad, where are you at on this? Should Daniel have just gone down, and is that the way they should be calling games? Well, my first pushback is I don't think Daniel's as famous as you make it sound like he is for going down. Well, we've talked to him about it. He, he's, he yeah. acts like he, people say that to him all the time. I, I just don't think that's as true. I know he said that you know you do have to go down sometimes and stuff like that. I completely agree. He did say that. Totally agree. I just don't think he's as famous for it as like you know, Dom Dwyer became or something yeah, like that. Okay, I didn't mean to do that to to little brother there, but he yeah, he does yeah. he, he does know he deserves the more respect than that man. Correct, correct. He does know the value of the uh, the dark arts in going down though, does he not? Yeah. Now in and in that particular case, it was a little bit of fouling both ways. Daniel did have a, a handful of jersey. It's I can see why they didn't call it. Were you reading Andrew Weeby's tweet? Is that where you got that that from? No, and Weeby can piss off. <laughs> I agree. Wow. No. I, I like Andrew. He you know he's from here, right? So he always he's says right. harsh for Kansas City. Yeah, he's but, repping KC a lot. He's a KU guy. But no, by the way. They, 
my my they talked about on the broadcast they talked about how the the var confirmed on the broadcast that they didn't give daniel a foul because he had a handful of shirt they actually thought he was the one fouling um hollingshead and I think that's what the referees, they're going to be looking for something to give them some support, so that's what they're going to say there. But I've just, when I saw Andrew Weeby talking about that, I, it's just an argument I've never, I've never seen. If that foul is happening in the middle of the field and a guy's being dragged down from someone behind him and his arm is back out there protecting himself, like pushing him off, that's just how that always goes. I've never seen that argument of, of him being at, at blame there, Keaton. I, I agree with you, Cody, because I think if Daniel was maybe behind and trying to grab to pull his way forward, but he was in front right. and that defender was just trying to, you know, get that stuff. I, I think he was just trying to say like, hey, like get off of me. Like I'm in front of you just trying to get this touch off. And then obviously him pulling him back, like that's that's just his natural, like, hey, like get away. Like I'm, I think it would have been different if Daniel was behind and trying to pull a jersey to get in front. But I think he was just like naturally like putting his hand back, like, hey, like get off. Yes, that as as you it's a natural position for an arm to be when you're grappling with someone. David, right. do where do you stand on this changing the way they call things? Should I, I, I guess it's maybe controversial to an extent to say that on a play like that he should get a shot on goal and a PK. Where where do you stand on this? Should they get the should they incentivize players to stay on their feet by giving them both opportunities? I mm, I feel like yes and no, because I think that could cause like a lot of gray area, you know, like some people would be like, well, I mean, this wasn't as bad of a foul, so they shouldn't get, you know, like the PK, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That's tricky. And I think trying to teach refs how to like relearn that, if that makes sense, would hey, be kind of a difficult thing. You want to cut diving out of the game. This is how you do it. Incentivize it the opposite way. David, you're shaking your head. <laughs> Money. Fines. Fine them. Right? Like, how many times has Chicharito gotten a yellow for diving, but he's not going to pick up a second yellow, so what does he care? Right? Make it a percentage of your salary. Ronaldo, you dive 10% of your salary. You know, you find him $10,000, Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't care. You find him $10 million, he does care. You find Cam Duke $10,000, he cares. You find him $10 million, he doesn't He, he doesn't have that, and he probably has to put up the family house. But <laughs> Like um, an NFL Thing. Yeah, yeah just the like, neighborhood, not the yeah, But like, you know, the only way to make them stop doing it is to hit them where it actually hurts and make it a, a monetary fine. And MLS does do that, but they never publicize how much it is. And it's clearly not enough to stop people from doing it. You know, and then you've got, you know, you referenced the Andrew Weeby tweet and he basically said, you know, Shallowy has a handful of jersey. He's stiff arming Hollingshead. He's just as culpable and he won't get the foul unless he goes down. And basically said, like, you have to dive. Yeah, and so, that's what I mean. That I didn't like that he's making the argument of maybe Daniel was fouling him also, but then if you say just go down and he would have got the PK, then that means he wasn't then Daniel wasn't at fault. He wasn't doing something wrong. So I, I don't know. I just it's a it's a weird conversation. And you say hit him where it hurts. It's it's incentivizing the opposite direction would be to give a player two chances at the goal. That just seems like I'm going to scratch and claw and do whatever I can to stay on my feet to try to get this one poke past this guy, and then I'll also get a PK if it doesn't work out. I'll agree with Cody on that one because if you punish the team, not the player, the coach is going to try to root that out, right? So you have coaches who would highly recommend that diving, all the dark art stuff, 
and you know they'll will push it and you'll have coaches who don't because Vermees really doesn't push that type of stuff he actually kind of goes against it a lot not that he won't use it at times but if you punish the team by making them get an extra chance on goal or whatever play, uh, coaches will try to stop it and I also want to like waver a little bit I was saying that Daniel had a handful of his jersey but I'm going back and like going through frame by frame a little bit and the player is actually pulling him back before Daniel grabs Jersey. He has his arm oh, yeah. out, which is a really common thing just to try to block a little bit. And he's already pulling back on his arm before Daniel grabs the Jersey and tries to angle him away from him a little bit. So it, there's a, I can see again why they may have called it the way they did. I don't really disagree with it, but there's a very much an argument for both ways on that, that it should have been should have been a penalty or not. I can see both ways on that. I I also think the diving, I know you can't call based on where you are in the field, like a card's a card, a bad tackle's a bad tackle. But I think like someone diving in the final third rather than someone diving in their defensive third, like that, those are different opportunities in the game. Like Daniel was in a very prevalent goal scoring like opportunity. So I understand why you want to dive there. But if he's not, you know, like half field, it's like, you don't really need to dive there. Yes, you might change possession, but I was going to say I think it's different circumstances, but I don't think that you can change your calls based on, you know, where it is on the field necessarily because that's not like fair refing, you could say. There are whole teams that at certain times in a game when they're desperate, if they get touched in the final third, they're going down looking for that free kick from the corner to swing it in. <clears throat> Dallas. <laughs> Dallas is the uh, the team of the dark arts in MLS right now. I love that they were fighting with St. Louis too, so it's not just us. They're pissing literally everyone off is Dallas right now. Uh, I thought you were going to go for national teams. Yeah, I we didn't have time to get in a, a national team pod here. Maybe in uh, maybe in segment three we'll get to talk about I more about the referees. Genuinely, one of the worst refereeing performances I've ever seen in my life. But who cares? Three to nothing over Mexico. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's wrap up this segment here, and we'll talk about the uh, the LAFC game. Uh, well, not sure so if we you're going to. We oh, only talked yeah. about we only talked about the one call that Daniel didn't get, the Kinda. Well, all PK. the other all the other calls are in this are in the next segment. We're gonna actually talk about the game. I just the first segment was about the uh, the two fouls or the uh, the you know double jeopardy I, on PKs. I don't see that in the rundown, Cody. How do you not? That is literally what this says. I have this nailed. Everyone everyone else was on it. You're, you're the one that is not on it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, 
Segment two. Not sure if you heard a break, but that was our that was uh that was the first ad break. Two to one loss versus LAFC. Uh, some of you might have seen if you were in the cauldron, you might have seen Keaton running around around there getting some video for us. Uh, we're yep. pretty excited to have that. Keaton, did you have fun in the cauldron? I did. Cauldron. There are some super fans, that's, like that's really what super about. fans. It was actually a few kids' first games too. So I was kind of exciting. I'm like, wow, first game in the cauldron. Um, and kids so too. Was, I know they and they were like, there were like some like seven and eight year olds. And I was like, I don't think they're ready for the language in there, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they seemed. Okay, so we David, you were, you mentioned the uh, the other calls. So let's. I do want to talk. We are on the referees, so let's just talk about the aspect. Daniel Sperry missed the press conference because he was preparing the. Questions for the referees. Uh, Thad, what is that? What do they call that again? I'm like forgetting how they... The pool reporter. The pool reporter. Yes. Yeah. So one one reporter gets to ask questions to the ref. They get to ask a couple questions. They get to ask one follow-up after they get the first non-answer. So it's the the home, the home pool reporter gets to do it every game? Yeah. There's like three of them for sporting, which is uh, Barry, I think Jimmy Mack, and me. So... Um, they couldn't have asked questions to the referees. They LAFC, like if they were mad about a call, they couldn't have done it because they're no away. tip. I think typically, like uh, their pool reporter would ask Sperry to ask a specific question. Oh yeah, okay. Because I know he and um, Seattle or Portland, like, were going back and forth to ask questions on a previous game. Well, uh, he the questions are always. <laughs> I, it's it's a it's a charade. This thing that we do here with the referees is a charade. You know the exact answers they're gonna get. The answers every time are just absolutely ridiculous. It's pointless, and I think the only reason we do this now is just to express our <laughs> our anger with certain calls. We do this just to let them know that they messed up. Uh, so, for instance, here, what evidence did you see when reviewing Sporting KC's stoppage time goal that was waved off? that led you to believe it was a clear and obvious error? The answer, the SKC attacker, fo attacker follows through and kicks the defender. Okay, great. Why was it not deemed a penalty kick when Daniel Shallowy was held by an LAFC defender around the 53rd minute? The level of contact was deemed not sufficient to award a penalty. Great. Getting shorter here. With 21 seconds passing from foul to goal and the ball recycling play outside of the 18-yard box, was it still deemed to have <laughs> occurred within the attacking phase of play? And the answer, yes. So I don't even know why we ask these questions. The, the answers are self-explanatory. Like they don't, there's literally, there's no even need for them to respond because like the way this question is, was it still deemed to have occurred within the attacking phase of play? Yeah, that's why it was called that. We, we get nothing out of these answers and it drives me crazy. They need to either end this or or figure out something different to do with it thad well i'm sure they would be open to suggestions well i mean you isn't that the, the nature of the sorry keaton but isn't that the nature of the question yeah. that's what i was gonna ask right yeah. like if i ask a yes or no question you get a yes or no answer if you had said how much time needed to elapse to reset the attacking phase of play then you put it on the ref this was yeah. 21 seconds what time would have counted how far back did the ball need to go for it to not matter anymore like 
Yeah. That's the question. You ask a yes or no question, you know what the answer is going to be. The answer to that one would have been, it's probably not an amount of time. They would have just been like, an, an amount of time is not what changes that. It's they were all still in the attacking phase. Answer done. I think I think with the refs, they're not going to give you anything until you like until you force them to give you something. Like if you word a question and they're kind of like, mm, I can get away with saying yes or no. But if you word it in a way that they kind of have to explain and have to respond, uh, I think that's how you're going to get better answers. But wording questions is obviously Peter Vermees like, and and players yelling at them on the field are getting better responses from the referees than these right here. I would yeah. love to see referees do press conferences. You know, and yeah, no, right. in no league do they let it happen. But like, there have been there's so many bad calls over every sport, and I understand that officiating professional sports is extremely hard. But like, you ought to be responsible because you materially change games. And like, there was the NFL game a few years ago in the playoffs where a guy like there was a clear pass interference and it affected the game, and somebody went home and he got knocked out of the playoffs because of it. And like that ref, he kept his job. Nothing happened to him. Like he's unscathed except for Twitter. But like he should have to sit there at a press conference and answer questions to the media on like why he failed at his job that day. Because like when Daniel Shallowy duffs an open net sitter, he has to. When Peter doesn't sub properly, he has to. So why shouldn't the refs? The... Do you think it's ever an ego? Well, yeah. That uh, ego, and then it's just, yeah, it's to protect them. Like, uh, it's one of those things. Everyone knows refereeing is not easy. They're never going to get it perfect. And uh, I feel like if you're on the referee council, whatever the hell you want to call it, in the union, it's just like a slippery slope, right? Like, once you start doing doing this and explaining all that, then it's then you're just opening yourself up. But, no, the press conferences is probably a no, but it seems reasonable we got rugby referees running around out there. You can hear every word that comes out of a rugby referee's mouth. You can hear the people he's talking to up in the booth. It is it is a superior experience, and it seems like that's something that uh, that they could do with with soccer referees. Because it's like you can I don't know what what is the worry there? Like I guess you can hear cuss words from the players. Well, you kind of they do that in rugby and. You just hear it. You can hear it from fans and players on the side anyway. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I want to see. I don't necessarily want to make these <laughs> make these poor guys get up there and sit in front of a press conference and do that. We can yell at them on Twitter. They'll see it on Twitter. That's our weapon. But no, I want to be able to at least hear their thought process during the game. You want it just it would probably make thing it would probably make refs more likable in my opinion. Cody, are you a big rugby guy? No, my my roommate is. There's a lot of rugby on in this house here. He'll really just do anything to not watch soccer because I say soccer's cool. So he sits and watches rugby and lacrosse and ridiculous things in his room. At least it's not cornhole, right? <laughs> nah, no cornhole. Uh, okay, so in some defense of MLS and the refs, they do the uh, – MLS VAR review thing, video, uh, you know, a few days after, and you can essentially hear all of it at that point that they talk about, but it's only select calls, the ones that are more controversial. Yeah. Or sometimes I think they actually pick the ones that most reinforce the goodness of VAR. But in in some fairness, uh, with this, is, is there one of these calls that was wrong, absolutely 100% wrong in how they called it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Daniel PK one is objectively wrong. 
objectively, but not a hundred percent. Because again, Daniel had a hold of him, yeah. and you he was pulling back, and he got off a shot. None, neither of those things change it. That that to me was one hundred percent a PK. The Kyrie Shelton kicking the hell out of the guy's leg after he kicked through the ball. That's that's the one I'm I'm on board with what you're saying there. But uh, no, I. I, I feel like any human being that watches any sport will see that Daniel was being impeded while he had a free shot on goal, and uh, it should have been a PK. Well, and video and they review. Call it first. Yeah, right. vi- video review is great in the sense of you can try and go back and get the call right, but it's also changed the way that the this the ARs and the center ref officiate the game. So, you know, we'll keep the flag down and let play continue unless it's like very clearly offside and then we'll try and fix it later. But the standard is clear and obvious error. And so you've now created a situation where, you know, there's ambiguity in it again. So when Gotti gets chopped down, anybody with eyeballs should see that that's a PK and a clear PK to start. But the center ref doesn't call it because VAR's there to, to back him up. Right. But now you're, you know, zooming in on the ball and trying to see like, did it move at all like did the did the spin change even a little bit is there any way we can justify it not being an error you know and it gets kind of to a point of absurdity 10 years ago pre-var that's a stone cold pk every time but now you know maybe the ref is less likely to call it because like if he really messed up like maybe they'll tell him all right we'll move on from the refs we can actually talk about the game here um it was one of those games it was a game of sporting kc old where they dominated more shots by a mile um, and just couldn't come out on top. Steve Trundolo made three changes at the half that I think ultimately made the difference. Carlos Vela was one of them. And, well, actually, I say that, and Sporting continued to dominate in the second half. It just, they didn't have Carlos Vela, I guess. or But they did have Kyrie Shelton playing it right back. Um, I'm not going to give Kyrie Shelton too much blame on that. It was a really fluke play. Aaron Long just kind of sticks his foot out, doesn't know exactly what he's doing. He's putting the ball into a certain area, and Kyrie had about two and a half seconds to to get back on the line while he was the farthest guy back trying to make an angle for his keeper. So really unfortunate for Kyrie there. Unfortunate for him that he was in both plays. The goal got called back because of him, and, and the winner was scored kind of because of him. Uh Thad, what do you think of Kyrie at right back at this point? It should be emergency use only. Was this uh, emergency use only, though? No. Why not? Because J- Jake Davis apparently can't go 90 minutes. Uh, I don't know that. I think it was just a maneuver to get Johnny Russell in, quite honestly. Okay. And I don't think they would have needed to do that. Uh, I don't. I, again, I don't know. Maybe Jake was there was maybe he was cramping. Maybe there was something going on. We don't know that. Um, but I just I, and I don't want to blame Kyrie on one hand. But if he was an experienced right back, he probably would have been getting back in line with the other defenders, yeah. and Vela would have been off. So it's an experience thing. It's it's an instinctive thing. If you play defense, you're you're That's... doing this. He's done this well in the past when he played he, the the last game he played there, and I don't think he's completely terrible at it, but. It's an instinct thing. If you play that position normally, you you do it. And players still make mistakes. I mean, they, they still get caught out. Experienced defenders still get caught out. But 
So yes, was he in the wrong? Yes, but I don't really blame him for it because that's not his spot. David, are you mad at Kyrie? No. No. I mean, you normally are. Section people are mad that he was jogging back to set the line on the play where Vela scored. He's the reason Vela was still on side. Um, you know, people are mad that he kicked Aaron Long. It, and that's kind of just a fluky thing. That's not like he lost his head and like no. made a bad foul. At the end of the day, like Peter Vermees is the one who signed him to a three-year deal. He's the one who gave him $650,000 a year, and he's the one who puts him in the games. Very true. I, I will say, too, Peter in the press conference was kind of defending, especially Kyrie, about that ball. Because he was like, that that's a difficult decision as a defender anyways. Yes, maybe he should have been up. But I think Peter was even kind of acknowledging like, hey, this is a difficult defensive thing. So, I, I mean, I just from Peter's standpoint, at least, he didn't seem too upset about it. Um, so I just thought I'd put that in there because he was talking about it in the press conference. So Yeah, he'll always back up his boy for sure. Yeah, and he's done that a couple yeah. times in the pressers lately because of uh, the flack that Kyrie gets, which is somewhat deserved, somewhat not deserved. And it, it's it's good to hear him backing him up and, you know, supporting him in that regard. It doesn't mean he's not, you know, some at fault for some of this. Eric Tommy was right, on the yeah. wing and and played well, had some good moments, had got some oohs and ahs out of the out of the crowd for a minute. Thad, what do you think of Eric Tommy on the wing? Actually, sorry, but I actually like the idea. It's it's like it's funny to me that the thought of 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 maybe why he hasn't been as successful as we think he could be is because he runes around all crazy. Yeah, uh, Vermees has said he he could do more with less. And so it's funny to me that they just kind of stick him in the corner where you can he really only has one direction to run towards goal. So I think that that's funny they put him out there, but how do how do you think he did on the wing, Thad? I I liked it. I've often thought that he should be a winger when uh when they have enough midfielders to play and that he would be a good person to fill in for Shallowy when he wasn't playing or or Johnny when he wasn't playing and it worked out well I thought it did David what do you think I mean he'd gotten time on the wing back in Germany I think uh but you know had been a left winger not a right winger but our system works either way so I'm not surprised he was out there um he looked pretty good I think and this isn't a criticism but it's just another kind of thought is that maybe we would have been better served playing, you know, Kyrie to start on the wing and letting, wow. Listen um, to you. Well, cause here's, cause here's the thing, right? What happened at halftime was that LAFC put in their best player, right? It was an impact sub that changed the game. When we pulled off Gotti, we didn't have an impact sub to put on. Right. Um, we had Johnny, Johnny Russell coming back from injury. Um, and that shuffled everything around to where now Kyrie's playing, right back and so if maybe you start tommy on the bench you start Kyrie at right wing you can sub johnny in as a like for like with Kyrie. you can sub tommy in for Gotti, who's clearly gassed and now you've made kind of two impact subs but i don't know that it was wrong to do that um we looked great we dominated the first half um and outside the first 10 minutes or so of the second half we were pretty dominant in the second half you know i don't i don't know that vermise was wrong to make those roster selections but he could have saved something because we had nothing on the bench. Danny Rosero also came back. 
almost got a uh, winner at or uh, an equalizer at the very very end with his with the with his head. Uh, it was good to see him back. He did kind of get embarrassed very quickly in like the second minute or whatever that was on their first attempt at goal. Thad is Danny Rosero a step up from Volader? Yes. <laughs> see how I tee you up for an easy one, and you still just give me a yes. It's we just talked about this. It's how you ask the question. Right. It's he 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 asked me a yes or no question. So yes. Would you like more? Would you like anal- analytics? Would you like uh, observation opinion? Do you have analytics in there? Give me some analytics. You got that under your belt, and you haven't been whipping that out. No. Wow, that was a bad analogy there. <laughs> that was a really bad analogy. Two analogies come together that failed miserably. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's not. Um, okay. I Any final thoughts did. on this game? Any final thoughts on this game? Nope. Okay. It's a it's a disappointing result, um, especially given how well we played, but when you don't convert your chances in the first half and you know, you go in one nil on an excellent team, you're gambling, you know, sporting should have been up two, three, nothing at half. And it's probably a different conversation, but losing to LA is not a bad loss. It's disappointing, but it's not, it's not a bad loss. And we're still only a few results away from being in a good spot on the table. It is very disappointing because it was a team that I agree. I think. Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. I, sorry, I keep. Well, I was just gonna say Someone's I agree. I think you have to acknowledge that the calls of the refs were not the best, huh? Oh no, Keaton's on a delay. I guess it is what's out? happening. Okay, there. I think you. Have to... <laughs> is it really delayed? Is it bad? No, you're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Todd. Well, I was gonna say go ahead, Thad. I'll say mine after. I'm waiting for you, Keaton. Go ahead. Okay. Anyways, I think. I think you have to acknowledge the refs and like the bad calls, but I agree like what David said at the beginning, like it's, it's, it, the game is not just the refs. Like we have to finish our chances. We have to, you know, execute. And yes, the ref calls don't necessarily help, but it, at the end it's how we perform and how we execute. So. And I'll follow it up with, there are games where the referees do directly impact the result of the game. Cause it's a one goal game, one or the, but this one's not one of those, I will say they could have done it, but it's just really, really disappointing because you had a team in LA that had played a lot of games, was on a down moment, didn't have as many subs as they wanted, couldn't start their best players. Uh, Sporting put out a really pretty good lineup. They should have finished some chances and it's just really, really disappointing. They could not have taken advantage of a home game against the team that was there. And I know I, I mentioned it in our Slack channel that it could be a trap game just because you have the expectations you're going to do well. And they've and it kind of came back to bite them. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, 
Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, uh, we mentioned the standings. Sporting KC did slip into 10th place just below the line for the playoffs. Uh, Portland got a draw last night, I believe, to push them up above us. Um, Galaxy on Wednesday, some after some footy after dark again with these late West Coast kickoffs, 9.30 p.m. kickoff. David, how are you feeling about the Galaxy game on Wednesday? Well, our, you know, sporting is so Jekyll and Hyde, it's tough to say good uh, because, you know, I was very cautiously optimistic given for all the, about the LAFC game for all the reasons that I just talked about, but good LAFC sucks. Chicharito's out. Um, Galaxy suck. Gal- yes. Gal- Did I say LAFC? Yeah. Oh, they no, suck they're very right good now too. I, <laughs> I, I still love Elia and he deserves his stained glass in the, in the members club. True. Um, no, the galaxy suck. They're terrible. Chicharito's uh, out for the year. Um, they're U 22 striker who never got enough playing time anyway, and was very good. Um, Jovalich, he's out on international duty, so I don't know who will kick the ball for them. Um, but it's an away game, and who knows? I'd like to say very optimistic, but who knows? Thad, you excited? Yeah. <laughs> Keaton, how are you feeling about the game on Wednesday? I, I'm excited. I, uh, I just hope that we get back into a rhythm, and I hope that they have a good couple – what one two days of training just to like get back into things and I think that like yes we can be like disappointed about the game but I think that it's like that 24-hour rule like you have to get back to what you're focused on and I think that if we can get a result here then I think we'll get back on that um track see Keaton's still a player she's got the 24-hour rule in her head she's still got the oh yeah she's doing it from the from the player angle here just because we had that rule, though, doesn't necessarily mean, like, I followed it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm still stuck on games from, like, eight years ago. But it's definitely – it's a strategy that some people can do. Maybe not me, but Maybe I think when you're at that level, you kind of got to do it. <laughs> Maybe these professional athletes can actually do it. Uh, so yeah. we're, we're recording this game before the current game. You guys will be listening to this after the current game. So, Thad, your challenge is to – Give us an update on the current, but make it relevant for no matter what happens in this game later on tonight. Probably it will not matter what happens in this game, but uh, you got to remember this will be Dabinia's last game before the World Cup. Ah. So she will be probably called up shortly. They haven't announced those rosters yet, but it's really highly likely. Uh, She'll be called up, so this will be her last game for the current until after the World Cup. And the current really, really need to get this result if they have any chance of doing something the rest of this year. Uh, it's they're getting players back. Morgan Gatro, you know, is, she played started her first game. That was her second game, but coming back at all. So that's at least good. They have players starting to get healthier. Alex Loera, uh, Hannah Glass, who has declined to be called up to the World Cup, mm-hmm. so that she could get healthy and stay with this team. So that is at least some goodness that they will see the rest of the season. Keaton, what has he missed? 
Well, I was going to say, too, who's going to slide into Davinia's spot then? Because I feel like she's been a very – like, I think she plays the 10 a lot different than any of our other players would. Who do you think is going to slide in there? And there might be some benefit – I hate to say this, but sometimes when a uh, the, the best player on the team steps away, they can get into a more regular form. Davinia is, is one of the most talented players in the world. The problem is she she floats and you never know what she's going to do. So it's harder for a, a, a regular flow to know exactly where players are going to be. It can create a beautiful creative mix, but it can also be hazardous to having that that uh, good result every time. So it might actually benefit them for her to be gone for a little while. And the problem is Lowe's out for a while. We don't know exactly how long. Uh, I don't think they know exactly how long. And so now you're looking at probably Vanessa DiBernardo stepping up to be the 10 again when uh, sort of roll. Uh, they have other players that can slide in there, just not as good. I was wow. going to say, I have really liked seeing uh, Hammy up top too. I think she's been a really big impact player, and I think she's came back from that injury re- really well. So I, I, I think she's a leader on the field. I think she's definitely a prevalent player up top, and I think she leads the front line really well. So I've liked seeing her play a lot too. So I think she'll be good for them. Yeah, that's you're right. She's been a big impact for coming back. She's they really needed her. Uh, she may not be the absolute most clinical finisher or most most skilled player on the team, but just her nonstop effort makes them a lot better. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, Keaton, what a professional! She crushed that challenge there. That is the exact exact conversation to have all next week. Of what do they do without Dabinia? Just crushed it. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to challenge Thanks, her sir. next time, Thad. You failed. So, Keaton, let me ask you, do you think the current should just go all in on the Challenge Cup, given the results in the league this year? Just go all in? Yeah, just... Ignore you know, the league? There's not like that's releg- They're not going to get relegated. So, I mean, obviously you want results, but we want a trophy, right? And right. we've seen this in MLS. So like, God, I don't even know how long ago it was, but like DC United had like two wins in the league, but they won the Open Cup. Because they're like, ah, eh, screw it. We're like... Might as well win a trophy if we're going to be the worst team in the league. Right. So do you think the current should go just all in on the Challenge Cup? I mean, it might build some confidence and some reputation because, I mean, what, we're a two-year-old team? Two, three? Two, third two, year? Three? Third year. I mean, yeah, third, third year. So I think, I mean, why not? New coach, like, new team, like, just go for it. But I don't know if Coach uh, – is it Air Bloom? I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. Uh, I usually just say coach, but I think it is her bloom. <laughs> okay, I never know how to say it correctly. I mean, it's kind of up to her. I I can see both ways, but I mean, build some confidence. I feel like especially w- when I play, like my biggest thing is like, let's get some wins and just go for it. And then you can build off of there. But that's just my opinion. I don't think management will let them do it though. Really? Well, because like Dabinia not going to be back until – Let's see, the round of 16 knockout games are on August 8th. Mm-hmm. So at the earliest, she'll be back after that because there's zero chance that Brazil doesn't advance out of their group. Right. And, like, a good chance that she won't be available till like, mid to late August. Right. And probably take at least a week or two off because it'll have been grueling and a time change and all that stuff. And she'll have to recover from them getting eliminated early. Why? Why? Why are you the way you are? Because you're here. Just because you're here. I had to do it. Okay, guys, I, I got to go. It's Father's Day. I got to go meet meet the old man for lunch. 
Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers and the two fathers we have here. What are you guys doing today? Um, I'm going to the current game after this that, and uh, went to breakfast though with the family, and then uh, we'll actually have a dinner tomorrow night probably. David, did your do your small children get you anything for Father's Day, or are you still grinding? Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they got me some. They made some stuff at school. Uh, you know, my oh. dad's name is David. He is four. Uh, it says he's four years old. His favorite food is a kale salad, which is not true. Uh, my favorite color is brown. Not true. Uh, I have black eyes, which is not true. And scary. Um, that sounds scary. I really, I heard they, uh, let's see, for fun, he likes to go to work. Not true. Uh, <laughs> but it was very sweet. And uh, then my kids, I'm using air quotes for those listening to the pod and not watching the video. You should check us out on YouTube, though. Uh they got me Legos, which is nice. I'm a big Lego fan, so I've, I'm going to go back to building my car and then dinner with the fam tonight. Wow. Very cute. Is that generic Legos or a Lego set specific one? It is the new Ford GT. Ah. That is that, a very dad thing. I'm so shocked that dad's going to a soccer game today. He, like, never does that, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Treat really, yourself bad. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm so shocked. That's, uh... Pretty much, like, if you go back through Facebook, you can see, like, every Father's Day. Yeah, went to a soccer game, went to my daughter's game, went to FCKC game, went to my daughter's game, went to a sporting game. It's pretty much, yeah. Love it. Well, happy fourth birthday, David. That's very exciting. Thank you very much. Very cool. I feel like my vocabulary is very strong for a small child. I was going to say, yeah, I'm impressed. Cody, we're not going to take this opportunity to talk about the U.S.? I got to go. I Did you not hear me? I'm going to be late. It doesn't bother me. So one give minute. me, you get, you got 30 seconds on USA. Go USA. Tres a zero. Tres a zero. Vamos. Taste the rainbow, everybody. Let's get after it. Anything to shake this food I'm in My fun buttings got me drinking My fun buttings got me drinking My fun buttings got me drinking